Help us that you are truly God. Help us to worship you with the kind of devotion that you deserve. Not only on Sundays, but all week long. And help us by your spirit to share the love of Jesus with the world. In his name, amen. Let's sing our hymn of the day. Or is there... Praise to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our God and our King, to Him we will sing. In His great mercy, He has given us life, that we can be called the children of
this morning we're going to take a look at the gospel of Matthew, the second chapter, verses 1 to 12, which is the gospel appointed for Epiphany. Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So today we've already heard um, about Epiphany, and, and we're going to dig maybe a little bit more into it. It's simply, it's the story of how God revealed himself to Gentiles. In other words, to, to the non-Jews of the world. And today we learn that uh, God's epiphany, his grace revealed. And we see God reveals his grace in his word, as we heard today through the, the readings today. And we also see that God reveals his grace in your lives and in mine. The epiphany story, or the story of the Magi, is, is a familiar story. It's often um, included in, in Christmas shows and pageants, and there are you know, We Three Kings of Orient I you know, songs and other songs that we sing with regards to, to, to the Magi, or, or the wise men. So what does God tell us about the Magi? He tells us first that they came from, from the east, and they came to Jerusalem. And the word magi is an interesting word. It, it word literally means wise man. But the term is often used to describe people who were astrologers, uh, magicians, sorcerers, pagan priests, and involved with the occult. So some of you might think, or someone might ask you someday, well, that doesn't sound like uh, those are pretty wise men if... if they play around with all these other things, if they're involved in things that are not pleasing to God. So the question might be, is how did these foreigners know then to look for a savior? And the quick answer is, oh, there was a star in the sky. Well, how do they know to look for a star in the sky? And the answer is God's word. See, so the term magi was, was used long before um, any thought by uh, of, of Jesus being born to Mary. Uh, he goes way back to, to Old Testament times and back to ancient Babylon. And if you know your biblical history, you know that God's people were in exile for a long, long time in Babylon. And, and among the Jews then was a gentleman by the name of Daniel. Maybe you all know the story. You can find him in the Old Testament. And what we know is that David, excuse me, Daniel worked with magi um, or wise men. And what he did is, is he helped them to learn things. And they became his friends. And so we can think if, if they're his friends... And Daniel being the man that he was, and a believer that he would have shared with them the story about the coming Savior. And so many, many years passed, but Daniel's message remained. And, and these particular magi had heard the good news concerning the king of the Jews. Now, they didn't have all the facts. Their faith and understanding was probably very weak and at least very limited. And in fact, where do they go to find the answers? They turn to the stars. And some would say that they were turning to their pagan beliefs concerning astrology. And that may be true to a point. 
Yet they looked to the sky because they were convinced that a sign was there. The Magi believed the truth was in the stars. So notice how God used a star to pull the Magi to see his glory. The Lord was patient. Our Lord was gracious with these Gentiles. And he gave them a sign that they could follow, at least for that moment. In his own way, God used a special star to let these wise men know that a special king had been born. After all, this, we have to remember, this is the Lord of the universe who is in control of this, every situation. And all the stars and all the planets and all the galaxies serve God's purpose. And so I believe that at creation, God decreed that there to be a star set in the sky for these magi. And in doing so, the Lord fulfilled his own promise spoken by Isaiah, which we heard today in chapter 60, verse 3. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. God led the Magi on to see his great epiphany. He led them straight to Jerusalem. He led them to King Herod, who finally summoned the chief priests and scribes, who gave a quick answer to the Magi's question as, where is the Christ being born, and they said, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what the prophets had written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. So how did the Magi find Christ? The star didn't provide all the answers, but God's word did. These Magi's left their homes seeking truth in a star. They were basing their travels on a bit of information that had been passed down to them. Theirs was a simple faith established and solidified by God's word. God was patient with these men. He blessed them. His his word provided them with the answers that they needed. The Lord graciously led the Magi to see the truth. He led them to his holy word, and then he led them to see the word fulfilled. And God longs to lead you and me to his word every single day so that you and I can grow in our faith and our understanding. The word of God is an epiphany in itself. It reveals God's grace to us, telling us that all of our sins, your sins and my sins, We're all laid on Jesus. Our punishment, your punishment, my punishment fell on Jesus. Because because of Christ, you and I are forgiven children of God. In fact, these are the very words that Jesus praises, saying in John chapter 5, verse 39, he says, These are the scriptures that testify about me. God has revealed his grace to you. And he's revealed his grace to me so that we might know who he is. What an epiphany the biblical account gives to your life and mine. Stop for a moment. Right now, whatever you're thinking, pastor's preaching too long. He's not preaching enough. I'm really confused. Right? I get, or I get it. What I want you to do for a moment is just consider the blessing that God has revealed 
through his word in your life. Think about that. Count, count them off on your hands, your toes, everything that you need. Without God's word, there is no guidance, there is no comfort. And that's a revelation I think all of us can recognize pretty easy. Have you ever tried to be a Christian without regular reading or reflecting on the Bible? And we scratch our hand and said, what did they say? What did he say? How's that go? Have you ever tried to discern what difficult decisions we should make without praying for God's guidance and help first? Do we ever try to carry our burdens, handle things ourselves, attempting to solve our own problems? I can point to me. That's my biggie. And even those problems of the world, rather than just giving them up to God? And you would all have to say, yep, that's what we all do, don't we? And that result, more times than not, is a miserable epiphany. We see that life is miserable. We see that life is frustrating. Without the Bible, we soon see that our trust is totally misplaced, our hope misguided, and all knowledge is misunderstood. God has given us his word. He has revealed himself to you, to me, and to the world. We have a Savior. And in him, we find the answers to our questions. We find answers uh, to our questions of guidance through life and hope for eternity. And it isn't some vague notion or sign that reveals his truth to, to us. God's word reveals his grace to us. And God himself keep, keeps coming to you and me and to the world. Again and again, he reveals his grace to us. He shows us how he can, how he can dare be king in our lives. For he replaces everything that he takes away. He takes a loved one and he replaces that person. He takes wealth he replaces it. He takes health, and he replaces that. He replaces all that he takes with himself and all that his kingdom has to offer. Hope, life, salvation. After all, the Lord doesn't want your TV. He doesn't want your cell phone. He doesn't want your computer or your clothes. He wants your heart. He wants to shine as we sung with our opening song, first in your life. And once he has your heart, everything else will pale in comparison. That was the Magi epiphany. God led them to realize that they had wealth beyond their wildest dreams. It wasn't the gold or the frankincense or the mirror. Nope. Their great treasure was Jesus Christ. The light of the world. That treasure moved them to share their other treasures in worship to the Lord. And God's grace leads us to be more like the Magi. Listen carefully. 
He says, God's grace leads us, you and me, to be more like the Magi. God has revealed his grace in your life. You all know that? He's done that. His grace shines upon you and through you. That means we can worship God with sincerity. And the gifts we bring to our Lord come from our hearts. After all, Jesus is the king. We give of ourselves because we know God first gave himself for us. Whether it's helping provide refreshments on Sunday morning or simply sweeping the sidewalk. Whether it's getting involved with a committee or helping organize an area of ministry. Or simply praying for someone else. It's all worship to our king. God gave himself to you, to me, and to the world because he loves us. God's love is revealed in his word, and his love is reflected in all of your lives as you worship him with your lives. And that's our epiphany. Amen. Would you please rise for prayer? Because of our baptism, we must consider ourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore boldly go to our Heavenly Father in prayer for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For all the baptized in the body of Christ given as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, that they would be strengthened by the Holy Spirit to respond as his chosen servants with faith-filled thoughts, words, and deeds in both their private and public lives. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the church here and around the world, that we not feel unworthy in our service, as did John the Baptist, but may spread the news of God's proclaimed favor in Christ, and that those who make, administer, and judge the laws of all the nations would order society in peace and justice so that the church may flourish. Let us pray to the Lord. For all who work in the healing arts, those who respond first in disasters, and those who protect us at home and while deployed in harm's way, that God would protect them in time of danger, give them courage to use their gifts for the good of all entrusted to their care, and guide them when making difficult decisions. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, We pray for Dixon Lois' son, Jeff, who is... Recovering well. He's home now, uh, recovering from foot surgery. Uh, we, we pray for Steve Westall and, and Gene Stoltz, Donna Haggerty, um, and we pray for uh, Barbara Freitas. We also pray for the family of, of Mike Corby, um, as they still mourn the, the loss of Mike, who's now in heaven, um, as well as the family of Joe Simmons. Uh, Joe also passed away, and the family of Augie Strait, who was laid to rest this past week. Um, and Randy Carter's mother, Randy Carter and his family, at the death of his mother, Ruth, for the family of James Bauman, who was called to his heavenly home this past week, and uh, to Carl Rumbaugh and his mother as they mourn the sudden loss of uh, her daughter, Carl's sister. We pray that God would, would not let them go, grow faint or discouraged, 
but would visit and relive, relieve them according to his gracious will, using us, you and me, whenever possible to bring renewal of life and joy. Let us pray to the Lord. That the Lord give strength to his people, bless his people with peace. Into your hands, gracious God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For at his baptism, your voice from heaven revealed him as your beloved son, and the Holy Spirit descended on him, confirming him to be the Christ. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing, Holy, Holy, Holy.
Lord Jesus Christ on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Come, Lord o Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray, our Father. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated.
Please rise. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. We sing our closing hymn, hymn number 594, God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It.
Amen. Please be seated. Have any announcements today? Barbara? so pokey. Good morning. I wanted to let you all know that we received a lovely card from Joanne Tauges thanking the members of Trinity for coming and caroling. She said they all enjoyed it so much, just wished it could have lasted a half an hour longer. And I wanted to share that with you. Also, today is our LWML meeting. Uh, All are welcome, and we will be having a meal. Thank you very much. Thank you, Barbara. Anybody else? Wow. All right. Dave uh, cannot be here today, but he gave me things to tell you all. So, you want to do it? Let me do it. Okay. Got it. Okay. So, but before I do that one, um, we forgot to get something into our, our messenger that went out this Thursday. So, we, we, we have a new family at FaithWorks. For those who don't know what that means, is so FaithWorks helps... Um, Individuals and families move on in, in their life when they're coming out of a, a, a troubled situation. And we've been doing this for several years. We have an apartment. Uh, FaceWorks has a complex, and several churches have, each have their own apartment that we furnish. Um, it's a two-year program, um, and it's monitored very, very closely. And at the end of the two-year program, uh, if they've passed pass through it, um, they get to... T- leave and take all the furniture with them as they start their life in a, in, in a new apartment, and we start over again. And uh, we've uh, been blessed to have, uh, I think, most of ours, if not all of them, graduate uh, through the program, which is really, really great. And we have a new family that just started and um, all moved in now? Yes, okay. And it's four kids? Or five kids? Four kids, right? They have four children. Um, so there's a lot of things. You're gonna get, we'll put it in, the, in. We'll get that into our newsletter with uh, this coming Thursday with all the listing of the kids, um, ages, and, and all that. Um, most certainly, please start praying for this family as they go through this new transition in their life, um, and hoping that they too can go through the two-year program and pass and and graduate, which is a big celebration and, and start their life whole. And uh, we like to um, help the families out in any way we can. You know, we have. Four kids, they have birthdays and things like that too. So, so look in the in the Facebook. Thank you for all those who helped with the moving in. Um, that's a big job. And Carrie, thanks for you and I think Sandra for making it all work as well as everybody else who I forget. <laughs> now from David, Dave, uh, our treasurer. Year-end statements are on the back t- table. Oh no, they're not. So, <laughs> hey Jason. Could you run and they're in the office, the locked office in a box. They will be there. My bad. I forgot to go get them. So um, they'll be there for this week. They'll be there next week. And then after next week, if you haven't picked it up, we will mail it out to you. So you have a year in and uh, statements. Also, this coming Sunday, next Sunday, uh, is our voters meeting. It's uh, the main purpose of that meeting is to... Um, ratify our, our budget for 2023. Um, if you haven't picked up a budget, there's budgets on the back table. You can take it home with you, look it over. If you have questions, uh, you could uh, let Dave know. 
Jason, no. Um, me, no. Make me last on the list. Um, and uh, um, is there anybody else that's supposed to let her know? Oh, sorry. And yeah, our elders know too. And they'll try to get back with you with questions and stuff. And, and, and Doreen also because for the school. Um, and hopefully before the meeting so we can go through stuff like that. But please plan to join us. It'll be right after worship service. So there'll be no Bible study next week. We have Bible study, again, Book of Romans this, this week at quarter to uh, 11. I think that's right. Um, and uh, so please plan, plan to stay for our voters meeting if you can. And um, also kind of not really tied with that, but if, so if any of you who are here today or are listening online are not members, official members of Trinity Lutheran Church, but would like to become members of the, of the church, then see me afterwards, and uh, we'll get that ball rolling. And uh, uh, you don't have to become a member to, to worship with us and do things with us, but we sure like you to, to consider that and, 